China for his books and papers. Never mind that it was my grandfather who left his native soil to make his fortune trading here. It was too bad that the money had dwindled under my father's hands. Otherwise, I don't think he would even have considered the Lim family's offer. They had a son who died a few months ago, a young man named Lim Tianqing. Do you remember him? Lim Tianqing was someone I had seen perhaps once or twice at some festival. Apart from the name of his wealthy clan, he had left no impression at all. Surely he was very young. Not much older than you, I believe. What did he die of? A fever, they say. In any case, he is the bridegroom. My father spoke carefully, as though he was already regretting his words. And they want me to marry him? Distracted, I knocked over the inkstone on his desk, its contents spilling onto the newspaper in an ominous black stain. This practice of arranging the marriage of a dead person was uncommon, usually held in order to placate a spirit. A deceased concubine who had produced a son might be officially married to elevate her status to a wife, or two lovers who died tragically might be united after death. That much I knew. But to marry the living to the dead was a rare and indeed dreadful occurrence. My father rubbed his face. He was once, so I was told, a very handsome man until he contracted smallpox. Within two weeks his skin became as thick as a crocodile's hide and scarred with a thousand craters. Once gregarious, he retired from the world, let the family business be run by outsiders, and immersed himself in books and poems. Perhaps things might have been better had my mother not died during the same outbreak, leaving me behind at the tender age of four. The smallpox passed me by with only one scar behind my left ear. At the time, a fortune teller predicted that I would be lucky, but perhaps he was simply being optimistic. Yes, it is you they want. Why me? All I know is they asked if I had a daughter named Lilan and if you were married yet. Well, I don't think it would suit me at all. I scrubbed fiercely at the ink on the table, as though I could wipe away the topic of conversation, and how had they known my name? I was about to ask when my father said, What, you don't want to be a widow at almost eighteen? Spend your life in the Lim Mansion wearing silk? but you probably wouldn't be allowed any bright colours. He broke into his melancholy smile. Of course I didn't accept. How would I dare? Though if you didn't care for love or children, it might not be so bad. You would be housed and clothed all the days of your life. Are we so poor now? I asked. Poverty had been looming over our household for years, like a wave that threatened to break. Well, as of today, we can no longer buy ice. You could buy a block of ice from the British store, packed tightly in sawdust and wrapped in brown paper. It was a cargo remnant, having come by steamer all the way from halfway around the world, where clean ice was stowed in the hold to preserve fresh food. Afterwards, the blocks were sold off to anyone who wanted a piece of the frozen west. My Amma told me how in earlier days my father had bought a few exotic fruits for my mother, a handful of apples and pears grown under temperate skies. I had no recollection of such events, although I loved to chip at our occasional purchases of ice, imagining that I too had journeyed to the frigid wastes. I left him to the rest of his opium pipe. 
As a child, I spent hours standing in his study, memorizing poetry or grinding ink for him to practice his calligraphy. But my embroidery skills were poor, and I had little idea of how to run a household, all things that would make me a better wife. My amma did what she could, but there were limits to her knowledge. I often used to fantasize about what life would have been like had my mother lived. As I left the room, Amar pounced on me. She had been waiting outside and gave me quite a fright. What was it your father wanted to ask you? My Amar was very tiny and old. She was so small that she was almost like a child, a very opinionated and despotic one who nonetheless loved me with all her heart. She was my mother's nurse before me and by right should have retired long ago. But still, she puttered around the house in her black trousers and white blouse like a clockwork toy. Nothing, I said. Was it a marriage offer? For someone who claimed to be old and deaf.